podcast is meant for a mature adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another edition of On a Quest Paranormal. Yours truly, Jill Urchak, your host. If you're listening to this, you are as curious as I am about all things unseen, which brings you to this place. And if it's one thing I love and one thing I'm so fascinated about, it's psychics, how their brains are different than mine and yours, how they can see and pick up on things that we can't or think we can't. So I am fortunate enough to have somebody in the show that I met, I don't know, accidentally, isn't that the way most people meet, but by chance you could say or or not. Uh, Her name is Robin Richardson, and she is your psychic girlfriend, and she's awesome. And I'm not just saying that because I actually met her, and she's great. Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jill, for having me. I love how you said uh, how we met because we really, I think it's always divine connections. I, I, you know, I just think it's kind of fun, and synchronicity is my favorite thing. It (laughs) totally is, totally is. But you know, I had met her at work through this woman that smells like lavender. That's a whole different story, maybe a different show. Um, give her a shout out. But I, so I met this other woman and she was telling me there were some psychics in the building is what she said. And I'm like, where? And she was like, well, because she's so sweet and private. She didn't really want to, you know, be busting out information. And then I right. met you in the kitchen and, and here we are. So, Robin, I'm always interested in how you knew you were psychic and that you weren't like everybody else. Well, that's a fabulous question because I, I grew up thinking, like most people think, you know, everybody thinks the same way they sure, do. Sure. Um, but no, apparently not. Um, I was raised Catholic, so like, but I was really always interested in um, the paranormal, in TM, like I was in the library at eighth grade, like looking at books sure. on on how to meet your spirit guide and you know your your guardian angel and things like that. So one day I ch- checked out a book and I did what it asked me to do, and um, I was immediately struck with this large. Um, energy of white light, which I took to be Jesus at that point, you know, it's just like, okay, slam the book down, ran out of the room, never, you know, never, (laughs) never to touch it again, really. But I would be terrified. I I know I was, but you know, um, you know, I was just terrified because I think I opened, like, I don't know what I did, but I, I thought, okay, you know, maybe we shouldn't play with this. But at the same time, there was always a knowing of things that I probably, you know, shouldn't have known because nobody really actually said anything. Like mm-hmm. I, I knew about people, um, felt them, you know, that would be called kind of more of an empath. Like I, I could feel their feelings. I, I, I didn't understand that they, they were separate from me really, but, and throughout like my life, people would always come to me for guidance. And I was really, really right on with things that, um, they needed to hear or knew things about them that like, they really didn't have, didn't tell me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that kind of continued on until like really, you know, talk about synchronicity. I was working for this woman and she was really into like, you know, the Celestine prophecy and she was into all these things. Marianne Williamson back in the day, um, you know, just Gary Zukov, all these names like that were really doing metaphysical books and, Mm -hmm. and, and talking about spiritual things. And she, uh, kind of like opened that door. Like she was like the key to, to that. She gave me permission to really be who I meant to be in the world. Okay. And so, um, that, I, you know, I just kept, you know, 
want, you know, wanting to like really fully be myself. And she put me in touch with a psychic, he, you know, here in Chicago. And as she opened the door to the reading that I was going to, I just, to my, to my inner self, I said, I want to be her, you know? Um, and you know, she wasn't like woo woo weird. She wasn't yeah. like, you know, like what you would typically think of as a psychic with right. the flashing neon hand sign, mm-hmm. you know, tarot, whatever. And I'm not knocking that at all, but like, there's a difference between, um, people who do like real spiritual guidance, um, through their psychic abilities and people who are meant to manipulate and things like that, you know? So sure. I really wanted to be in the light and work with people from a broader perspective and, you know, of course the reading was like, oh, that's, you know, she's just telling me, you know, that you're psychic or this or that. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, yeah, whatever lady, um, yeah, whatever lady. But you know, she was like, to me, like it was an affirmation that yes, maybe I need to really continue to open myself up to that. And so I took Reiki, which was, um, an energy healing and that really, really turbocharged my intuition and, and really allowed me in a really safe space. Can you, can you tell me Robin, before you finish what Reiki is for people that don't know? Reiki is a hands-on healing modality that like deals with energy. Reiki literally means universal life energy. And so to me, what that means is you open yourself up to the guidance or wisdom of the divine, whatever that form you, you think of as whether Mm -hmm. it's God, universe, God, goddess, whatever. And allow that energy to come through you, to pass through you, to ignite in another person their own healing on deep levels from the spiritual to the emotional to the mental to then the physical. So a lot of people walk around with physical ailments, but the root cause is a a spiritual one. Mm. So, you know, so it really allowed people to come to me and, you know, lay on my table and we worked in silence and they'd sit up and they'd say, well, well, Robin. Oh, okay. Oh, I lost what? you for one second. You know, I'm like, where'd like, you go? Wait, repeat that. I'm sorry. I lost you for one second. They'd lie on your table and say what? And they, they'd get up after the session yeah. and they'd say, what were your impressions? Oh. And so I would just tell them what came to me. Okay. And often that would be just like, you know, how do you know that? And I'm like, well, um, your energy is talking to me, your body's talking to me, you mm-hmm. know, like, um, I don't know. And pretty soon that sort of evolved into people just coming to talk to me. And I, ever since then, I've been doing this since 1990. Okay. I teach it. I teach people how to read what I, what I use as the Akashic Records, which is the book of life or God's memory. And it's very spiritual and it's very positive and that's what I love about it is helping people to navigate this particular life in a positive and healthy way. And by doing that, you know, it gives me such joy mm-hmm. to see people um, kind of take what what's coming through me and implementing it in their life and then really becoming energized and galvanized to live life more fully. Now, I definitely wanted to hone in on the Akashic Records because we Mm -hmm. had spoken about it. I had read about it. I do a lot of reading about this stuff, just all of the metaphysical stuff in general. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I remember, you remember, I know you do, Sylvia Brown, that was Montel's go-to. Sylvia Brown. Yes. (laughs) She was a trip. Yeah, Sylvia. (laughs) She was a trip, you know, and, and she'd sit on stage and... Mm-hmm. She talked about, I remember one time listening to her, and I don't know if this is the same thing, that you plan 
your soul before it comes down uh, plans, what it's going to learn, the imprint of every turn right, turn left, go straight, uh-huh. uh, buy a coffee, spill it on yourself, get three degree burns, you know, in the hospital. Is that your right. lesson kind of thing? Is that what the Akashic right. records are? Well, they do hold that information. So what, you know, what I look at like in the records is who you were, Jill, like if I were to look at your records, mm-hmm. I would see who you were when you decided to come into this physical reality. What, what were, you know, past lives, if you believe that, um, you know, possible futures for you. And so what I get to do is I like read the, what you've created. And I do believe there is an element of, um, that you have come here to experience certain things, but I don't think it's all mapped out. Okay. And so like, it's a little bit more complex than that, Okay. but I think the lesson I have learned most of all from the Akashic records is to be completely present and really kind of be in the now. Don't miss out on this experience, whatever it might be. So you if, know, just don't. You know, yeah, like, yeah. It. Otherwise, <laughs> you know? otherwise, it's gone, never to return. So, do you have to be like in a quiet room with somebody and really just like honing in on that, or can you read anybody's at any time? I can read anybody's at any time, but um, let's just say, like, so. But it's an intention, you know. So if if someone is coming to me uh, for a reading or session, um, like that's when I am completely present and focused sure. on that person. Now, my friends get the friends and family benefit because you know yeah. they'll talk to me about life, and I'll say to them, "Would you like the information that I'm getting?" for you? Or would you just want me to be your friend and listen? And and why I say that is because stuff will come to me because I'm sure. connecting to you. And like, some people just want you to listen, you know, and that's fine. That's great. You know, but other people are like, yeah, you know, like, tell me, tell me what I need to hear right now. And it doesn't come from my own agenda. You know, like, I want you to live your life how you want to live your life. You know, so when I'm in this space, it's very neutral and very loving. So when you get there, and I'm sure people are thinking this, like, you you, you had said to me on the phone, um, I was trying not to ask you questions, Robin. I didn't want you to think I was mm-hmm. trying to get some freebies, but I am talking to you. And so I was like, what are you getting? Um, I was yeah. trying to keep it very neutral. And you had asked me about past lives, which I, I do believe in, and I'm Catholic too. And I don't really think it says not to. I can make my own decisions. I can still be Catholic and feel the way I feel. But... Um, you were saying that you thought I was a, what did you say, a priestess or a goddess or a go- I'm a yeah, goddess. Like, yeah, it was like, like, it's <laughs> almost like uh, really, okay, so when I say these terms, like a past life, like if we were to put it um, in some terms, that's fear, the people get really fear, fearful about what they might have been. And I think we've been everything. But in this past life, I feel like you're really connected to nature. You know, and so I could see that in my mind's eye. And sometimes when I see that when I'm reading for other people, like they could be male and they're in a female sitting in front of me. Sure. And it's kind of mind blowing, you know, to be like, oh, yeah, you know, where you were this. But, you know, often what's going on in someone's life currently may be influenced by something that had happened in a past life. So like for me, I, I went through an experience where I like understood, I had to expand my vision on how my life impacted other people, but how we think in this current life, you know, we're just going about our life. We're really not impacting other people. We're like going through our traumas and our dramas and whatever. Mm -hmm. 
and and we feel you know our egos get into play and you know but if you expanded yourself you could see how when you do good things for people and when you are your best self for people you impact them beyond what you could even imagine and so for me it becomes very i become very mindful of like how i want to be in the world now you know how i you know even when i'm frustrated with somebody or i, I get a negative experience with somebody i like really really try to surrender surround surrender that to them and just be like okay you know i'm going to surround you with life you know love and light and you go on and you be you mm-hmm. that doesn't mean i want to be around you right <laughs> you know? right but i don't want to turn around and kind of backhand you um you know with a verbal slap or you know whatever like and i and i'm guilty of that you know so like i really want to be mindful of how I respond to people who aren't in alignment with what I think they should be, you know? So it's, it's very, for me, like being a psychic and being, you know, a spiritual healer and teacher and those kind of things, like I really have to up my game when I'm like walking in the world, you know, like I really want to be the kind, loving person. Yeah. And you know, I think a lot of people are afraid. And I think I, I've seen a lot of different people, some of them, you know, like, all right, what's up here? You know, you have to use your own judgment. You could tell people that really want to help you and truly uh, maybe feel something as those who just want to, you know, make a buck or whatever. I wouldn't be calling mm-hmm. the, uh, no offense against the 1-800-CALIFORNIA PSYCHICS. That was the best reading I ever had. And, and maybe yeah. they are, but it just seems too gimmicky to me. Um, do I think people are afraid when they see or meet a psychic and sit down that they're going to be reading their minds. Literally. Oh yeah, no. I'm reading their soul, and they're there for a reason, right? You know, so you know, people often say to me, "Are you gonna Are you gonna tell me something bad?" And I just want to yeah. tell you right now, like yeah. that's uh, that's, that's my a question. That's my question too. That would be afraid yeah. of that. And, you know, well, number one, like you get to drive the reading by asking questions. Okay. So I always suggest to people, if they're going to see a psychic, whether it's me or somebody else, to say, what is the truth about? And ask the question. Because when you ask that, you're going to own your own truth, first of all. And whatever's coming forward, you get to discern whether that feels right to you or not. So So for example, go go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go. So for example, I had a client a long time ago who came and, you know, I just want to describe her as being really tight and rigid. Mm-hmm. And we recorded this conversation because I want, you know, that's, people would bring, this was back in cassette tape days. Okay. So we recorded the good old days. I remember them well. The yes. good old days of cassette. <laughs> and she came and she asked her questions and she argued with me. And I was like, I'm not going to argue with you. Like, I'm just like, okay, you know, you can take the information or not. And I blessed her and sent her on her way, expecting never to see her again. Sure. Well, you know. About a month later, she calls for another reading. And she comes in. Her hair was loose. She was wearing this bright, yellow, beautiful dress. <laughs> and loose. she said, I listened to your tape. And she said, I said to my husband, I'm such a, a jerk. She said it in different terms. Uh-huh. And she said, you were right. And I just didn't want to hear it. And I said, that's okay. You know, like, I'm glad you're back. So then we could proceed with working through some of the things that kept her so tight and rigid. And, you know, so, like, it was really kind of fun for me to see that. Like, again, you know, I, I thank the universe, God, and, like, thank you for mm-hmm. bringing these people to me because it allowed me to say, you know what, I'm going to teach people to, like, utilize psychics in a different way. You know, ask your questions, own your questions. If you don't want to hear something bad, yeah, yeah. you know, intend that I want to only hear the positive. And that's what I work okay. on. Okay, okay. And that doesn't mean that difficult things don't come up. Right. 
You know, that doesn't mean like if someone calls me and says, you know, I've been with this guy, you know, he's married, blah, blah, blah. What do you see for the future? And I'm like, well, do you, you know, and you know, you're seeing this is not going anywhere, right? You know, so I, I, I try to gently say to them, well, do you want a relationship that's with someone who's available to you, who, who respects you and cherishes you? And they go, of course I do. And you go, well, this isn't going to work out then. Yeah, you might want to take a pass on that one. Yeah. But the next question then is, can, do you see somebody else? You know, and so oh, that is sure. just, it's, 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 it's funny to me, but it's also human to me. It's like, of course, you don't want to be alone, but you don't want to settle for something no. that is going to continue to feel bad to you. You'd rather be so alone. Let's, mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's things that you need to do, like go and work on your self-esteem or, you know, go see a, you know, a therapist or things like that to help you build your, your self-esteem, well, you know, that kind of thing. I, I just, I, I'm so, when I was talking to you and I said, I have absolutely no psychic abilities whatsoever. You're like, that's mm-hmm. not true. And I'm not. <laughs> uh, I just know you're laughing at me that I, see, okay. My husband says to me, you know, a really good judge of character. And I'm usually, mm-hmm. usually like 95% correct. But the 5% where I'm wrong, I admit I'm wrong. Like why really mm-hmm. misjudge that person? Maybe they were just quieter than I expected and they weren't being bitchy. They were just quiet and reserved. Quiet. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. That's totally yeah. okay. And I, and I always feel bad after, but you know, there are times like I'll meet somebody and he's just like, they're fine. I'm like, no, 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 no. No. My radar's right. no. going off. No, something's not right. Something's off. And I assume everyone else, everyone has that sixth sense, correct? They just don't I, maybe yeah. know how to use it. They, you know, the, I, I agree. I think everybody has an intuition. It's their sixth sense. It's, I, I call it their broader self. Their, you know, it's that that speaks to them about keeping them out of danger, about like, have, you know, you know, putting the finger on like, oh, that, sure. you know, that's not going to work for me. Um, you know, trusting their gut. People call it their gut. Uh, and it, it really is. And, um, you know, it's, if it doesn't make sense to highly intellectual people, people who are in their their mind all the time, which I am, I'm always in my mind. So I always have to sort of check in and align with everything, right? So, you know, when you feel something isn't right, it it isn't. Right. And you don't have to know why. And that's the thing that I really learned through this life process is like, you don't have to know why, just trust it. Just you know, trust, trust it, that it yeah. isn't right for you. Yeah. And some people have to play through. I played through so many things that I thought wasn't, you know, that I shouldn't have, but I've learned something from it. There's some value in it. So when you don't trust your intuition, you know, or your gut or whatever, however you want to call that, you know, um, it's okay too, because you're going to learn something. Have you, Robin, ever seen, when you see, do you see things in your mind's eye? Mm-hmm. You don't, do you visually see things? Like, can you see people's angels? Yeah, I, I can see that. I but I I also can I have a knowing. Like my sense is mostly just a knowing, but I can I am clairvoyant. Um, sometimes clairaudient, which is when you can hear stuff. Yeah, I've heard things like, like literally hear stuff, and yes. that that just my that's to me. I don't like that. So I'm like, mm, you know, you can save that. You know, yeah, like yeah. I prefer these things. <laughs> um, you know, when I'm teaching people, you know, a lot of people want to be clairvoyant. They want to see. But yet they have such a strong sense of knowing. I'm like, no, like it's great. You can you can work on that. You can kind of play with that. But at the same time, do not discount the gift that you have. And everybody has it. They have a way of expressing, you know, of understanding themselves or understanding the world around them, which I would call their intuition, you know. 
um, differently. So, right. you know, it, it's, we all have it different, just like we're all different anyway. Um, one that really blows me away is taste. Like some people can taste things. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I don't what have do you any mean? experience with that. You mean like when they like they could psychically pick stuff up like through oh, taste, and I like it's so weird. But I'm like, I, I don't get that. So yeah, that was last night's me. burrito. Sorry, that wasn't your ex yeah. coming through. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't Peppy's no. restaurants calling you. You know, I I have heard. I'll be honest. I have seen not a lot. I have seen, I have felt, and I have heard things. Not a lot, but enough for me to say, okay, I'm not crazy. I know what I experienced. And two of them were around other people that experienced the same thing. And it always blows my mind. But one thing that I heard, and I heard this about three times, my mother was with me one time. Sometimes people get like, it it wasn't a ringing in my ears at all. It was an audible noise like I'm talking to you. I was Mm -hmm. falling asleep and Mm -hmm. I heard this happen to me twice. What sounded like wind chimes and a harp together. Oh, interesting. And it lasted about seven seconds, but it woke me up. And And it was up in the corner. I can tell you like, it was to the right, further up in my room, in my old place. And it was almost like a crescendo. It was very pretty sounding, but it jarred me out of going into a sleep. And so I'm like, my husband's name is Dan. I'm like, Dan? He's like, yeah, from the other room. I'm like, did you just hear bells? He's like, no. Okay. <laughs> so I go back to bed. I'm like, God, you know, I'm losing it. And then and it happened again. Happened like two times to me. And I don't well, know what the hell that, maybe it was just in my head and maybe I was falling, maybe I was snoring. No. And it was. No, I, I think, but well, because of who you are and, you know, you're putting on a podcast about curiosity about paranormal and, and making, you know, and making it kind of like real for people, like mm-hmm. really, you know, um, interesting and safe for people. Yeah. I have a feeling that a lot of this is just, um, you, you know, a safe way for you to do it, but also like when you hear the harp and the music and things like that, it's it's allowing you to like be okay with it. And, and you know, that's just my perspective. Like I feel like it's um, an in, another invitation to allow yourself to receive more from the unseen world, uh, you know, or the unheard world <laughs> in this case. But um, that's that's just my feeling about it. And, you know, so the more that you're open to only, you know, receiving only from the most loving and the oh, highest God, vibrations. Yes, because, yes. Are you kidding me? I'm terrified of anything else. No, 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 no. Oh, gosh. I know. <laughs> and I and I feel for the people that have had to go through um, things that uh, I would never want to even touch with a 10-foot pole. But, you know, more power to them if they've come out the other side and feel good about that. I've actually interviewed somebody myself, let, you know, years ago that, you know, had a lot of trauma around haunting and things of that nature. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's just talk about the positive aspects because I only want to stay in the light. I don't need to go there. No. And and I actually interviewed a guy, Neil. He is a, well, he has his own business, Graveside Paranormal. Nice guy, family guy. Uh, he does his own stuff on the side. He has a, another job. And he invited me out, you know, to check out what he does just, you know, for fun. And I told him, I said, maybe I'd sit in the car <laughs> which is because I really don't want to be near it. I'm really afraid. And he said, yeah, he has been followed home a couple of times and he had to, you know, get rid of it. 
say whatever he did, sage, whatever. And yeah. I thought, I don't yeah. need that in my life. So oh, no. that's why I do this show, like you said. Um, I like to talk to people that I have experienced things just because I am curious. Because I believe in good, There to me, there has to be evil. It's a yin-yang I think we live in. Because yep. I believe in the light, there has to be darkness. Uh, yeah. You know, so, oh. but he, that totally like freaked me out. What, what is your opinion on sage? Is that a oh, something, is that something like, does that go back to bi- biblical days that really does ward off evil spirits? Oh, I think biblical times, like they, like, so they, a lot of the stuff from, um, like they use a lot of herbs to clean mm-hmm. and, you know, cleanse energy and spirits and other things, you know. Um, but I learned from the Native American, I did a vision quest years and years ago about, you know, sage and tobacco and giving offerings and surrounding yourself mm-hmm. um, with, you know, health, you know, clean vibration, right? So um, I've used sage a lot. My kids couldn't stand it. They were like, please don't. So now I use like um, a lavender spray or, you know. Um, like sweetgrass, I like too. So I'll, okay. I'll burn sweetgrass because that's really kind of is a nice way of bringing good energy in. But the other thing that's most effective for me was using like a, a salt, okay. um, burning burning salt. In you have to be really careful because yeah. I nearly burned my house down. Oh my god! And I'm I'm being a little dramatic about that, but seriously, it was scary. Okay, because you because you use salt and you use alcohol. And you light it, and there's like no like there's no flame color, you know, like you can can't see it really, and so that like really neutralizes salt. Um, does a really great job. Yeah, I of see people sprinkling, sprinkling that all over the place. Okay, so you know, I didn't know if a lot of this was you know hoo ha stuff or some valid validity to it. I remember I had a sage lavender candle once. It was a candle. It wasn't actual sage. Oh, that smell was so good. And I told mm-hmm. this is when I was dating. I said, this smell just relaxes me. It was just yeah. so calming. I thought it was so pretty. But now, what do you feel about crystals and stuff? I hear a lot of people say, this word's off this, is this word's off that. Is there something I love, to that too? I love crystals. I, you know, um, I, I, I have bracelets that I wear. Um, from the rock shop, Dave's rock shop here in Evanston is my favorite place. Okay. Uh, you know, to get things, you know, to get things to help sort of enhance or bring forward certain energies that I want to, um, to have in my life. So, you know, to bring forward psychic energy or self-love like rose quartz is great for that. And like, I'm not an expert in crystals at all. I just go towards what, what I resonate with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I look at what the meaning is. It's kind of fun. It's like, Oh, so you know, like I pick things and I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I needed to have right yeah. now. So, um, and then, you know, I also believe like sometimes when you wear a bracelet or whatever and then it breaks and it goes away, like it's kind of, it feels like, oh, that it's done, you know, like whatever I needed from that is now, you know, over. Yeah. Like I don't need that right now. So it was there for the time. Okay. Rose quartz is very pretty. I love that stone. Uh, yeah. Okay. When people do tarot cards, Mm-hmm. Is that like voodoo or is that, or are they really getting a sense of something from it? Because I like watching these, you know, research. There's one guy I came upon and he's of light too. You could tell he's just a, mm-hmm. he seems to hit things. I'm Pisces. Okay. My birthday is February 19th. I am on the borderline of Aquarius and Pisces, but I had my uh-huh. birth, oh, chart, very sensitive. birth chart done. Um, the time I was born, 11, 19 a.m., makes me a Pisces. Okay. And I feel Mm -hmm. like I resonate more with Pisces than Aquarius, 
but I like to watch what he has to say on YouTube. First of all, he's hilarious. So if anything, he's just comedy to watch. And he doesn't, he, he'll pick a card as he's talking and it'll resonate with what he's saying. So is mm-hmm. there, is that a real thing? I mean, do you get well, yeah, energies like, from those cards or I don't know? Yeah. Okay. So when I do a reading, like I am reading the Kashuk records, but I also use tarot cards. I don't read them the same way a, a tarot card okay. reader might read them. Um, but I do believe that it's just yet another tool to help bring forward the language of the unseen. Like, so it's able to help um, guide people. And so I like use, um, I love my my deck that I use because it's just so, you know, me friendly. Mm-hmm. When I first got it, and I don't know anything about, I didn't know anything about tarot. And I was um, talking to a woman that I know and and we were on the phone and she's like, oh, you got your cards. Great. So like, she's like, tells me, you know, smudge them and do all this stuff. And then she said, now, you know, lay them out and pick a card. And it was the priestess and the priestess is all about, you know, intuition and the mystery of life. And I was like, she's like, what? that's your card. You know, it, they know you. And so like my cards are really helpful in if somebody's sitting in front of me. So I do readings, you know, via email because I can tune in that, you know, there's mm-hmm. no time and space really. It's just, it, you know, we're all one, you know, and I can do email readings. I can do phone readings. I can do in-person readings. And so when I'm in person, I like to use the cards because it gives someone a visual and they get to see sort of what's happening, um, how I, how the cards come forward to me and the story it tells to me. And, and I like to use them for time frames, okay. which timing is really hard because it's always fluid. But um, like if I see, this is what I tell people, I'm like, because it is true. If I see it, it will happen. Oh. If I see it, it will happen. Well, my hair when just stood up, Robin. You, seriously, my hair just stood up the way you said it so convincingly. I love it. Oh, yeah. When when it'll happen, you know, who can say, but I can give you what I'm seeing here. It can happen between now and whenever, you know. So it could happen tomorrow, but it also could happen a year from now or two okay. years from now or whatever. So you see it and then you, but the cards give you more of, of a context around it okay. like you know so if somebody's looking for a relationship sometimes and so this is kind of like an interesting thing that I've noticed is like if someone's looking for a relationship like I can see they're going to meet a ton of men or whatever and I'd be like okay you're gonna meet this guy and you're gonna meet this guy whether or not you become like a life partnership is up to you when you meet them mm-hmm. do, do you know what I'm saying like you'll meet them but they may not be the right person for you. Okay. And if they're not, let's like start to work with attracting the right person. And sometimes you have to, you know, kiss a, a, a lot of frogs. So oh to speak. Lord, I've um, kissed the entire pond before I got married. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm still <laughs> still like okay, toad, toad. Well, Next. <laughs> but but they also they also bring. There's no there's no um, relationship that doesn't have purpose. Like it, even if it's two minutes, you know, it, it has a purpose. Yeah. And so, I'll, you know, I try to encourage people to be patient with that. I'm not at all patient with that, but you know, to be honest, I, mm-hmm. I'm like, come on already. But then I'm like, all right, well, what would it take for me to meet the person that I'm going to want to connect with in that way? And so it's a whole different question. So like, again, going back to questions, you know, what are you really asking? Are yeah. you, are you asking for, you know, the life partner? Are you asking for the ideal partner? Are you asking for a soulmate? Whatever that means to you. Because to me, soulmate means going to bring a lot of lessons. And I always say to the universe, just bring me some really good, you know, healthy mm-hmm. examples of what life 
like could be with with a great partner. You know, like right, right. I I, I, I want that. That's the that's the soulmate I'm looking for. Sure. Um, so, or you know, just a life partner that somebody that will, you'll just have a lot of fun with, and yeah. you know, forget about all these deep lessons. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got that right, know. sister. Could do without any. You no, know, I'm just kind of at right a point now. in my life like I just want to have fun with <laughs> you, a good person that I can you, talk yeah. to, and he can talk to me. You know, you want a companion? <laughs> you can do fun you, stuff you together. Really, really. Uh, I married my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you have small children, as you know, you do get tested because. It is not about you. It is absolutely about, is that child alive? Was the child fed? Is the child sick? Is he going to school? Everything else kind of falls by the wayside. But um, yeah, I feel, I feel that, um, oh my God, Robin, I lost my train of thought. You, you, you said something that made me, oh, when, so when people come to you, it is best then for them to state what they really want to know. But I think some people probably come to you because they're so lost. And I admit I was guilty many times I went through and I was just like, God, if this person is like of you and truly real and not out for a buck, let something resonate. Do they expect you to just kind of, do they come in smugly? Do, 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 I, I'm sure some oh, of them. Oh, you mean the, the cynics? Yeah. You know, I yeah, had those, you, yeah, but of I don't course anymore. you do. No. Um, I don't okay. anymore because like what I've put out my intention is like I really want to serve and help people, mm-hmm. you know. And so the people that I work with, you know, they can be lost. And so when I say to them like, okay, so um, would you like me just to take a look at what we've you've created in this next year? Do you want to just, let's just start there. And they're like, Yes. And they already know what the questions they want. So it's like, it's kind of like, all right, well, you know, your questions are going to get answered one way or the other. But the more intentional that you are and the more honest you are about what you want, the better I can be of service to you. And that's, you know, that's where I come from. That's how I want, I want you to get what you need. So in my email readings, I always tell people, you know, it's a three question, whatever fee, but you'll always get a follow up. A free follow-up. So feel free to be relaxed and, and putting out there what you need. And if you didn't get it, we will. I will go back and answer whatever questions come up. Because I literally, I have a job. You know where we've met. You and I met. That is my source of income. That is what I, you know, I love and use to feed myself and put you know shoes on my feet, and my kids, Absolutely. and that kind of thing. But doing the psychic spiritual work is what I do because I love right. to do it, not because mm-hmm. I have to do it. And and I think a lot of people who have to do it then come from a, a different place, whether they want to or not. You know, that comes from I have to feed myself, you know, so I have to get a lot of clients or I have to, whatever. Right. And that's and that's a whole different issue. It's but I knew right away yeah. that I, I want to do it because I want to do it, not because I have to do it. Now, I, I had asked you earlier, did you ever come across... And I don't want to sound like judgmental. And then I have a follow-up question. Remind me, Robin, because I'll forget. I'll get caught up in something okay, okay. else. <laughs> Did you ever come across just a really bad soul? Like something wasn't oh, yeah. right? And maybe oh, not yeah. not of good? I mean, do you just see it when you walk by? Do you feel like, a woo, that is not good? Sometimes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, but like not that often. Okay. So, okay. but like when I was, um, so when I was raising my kids and I went through a divorce, um, 
I wanted to be home for my children. Mm-hmm. So I was on one of those psychic lines, you know, the 1-800-CALIFORNIA psychic Oh, gosh, thing. I'm so sorry. No, oh, no, I didn't no, I just you. want to tell okay. you my experience. Okay, Cause, okay. Because there are good people on that line, but there are a lot of people that, sure. you know, whatever. You know, I, they, they do them. You know, I, I was on there to do me. Okay. And then I had a little show and um, on Blog Talk Radio, and... Um, I was doing it with this this other guy, and um, he's an astrologer and very good astrologer. And so we got this call, and um, it, we both were kind of typing to each other, like, "Oh my God, this guy's a, a mobster! Like he's bad news." And so in those days when we were on the radio, we would just kind of disconnect the phone call and go, "Oops, okay. we lost Oops, you." Sorry, uh, because we did not want to have to deal with that you know like it, it you in your in your gut in your whole soul you're like oh gosh we do not want to have any connection to this um so yeah a couple of that you know <laughs> so but being on the psychic line I learned a lot about um I have clients still from that and um people are just wanting to know that everything's going to be okay sure and yeah they it's just like, mm-hmm. Really, really, there, and it's a different vibration um, than the people that I work with now. Even though they want to know it's okay, but it's different. It's the people that come to me now outside of that line. I'm not on that line anymore. Um, want to know it's okay, but they're also willing to be accountable and responsible for their lives. Well, yeah, I mean, if and, there, you're, if and there's you're not a accountable. difference. Yeah, if you're not accountable or take responsibility, you might. There's no point in really trying to change things. Mm-hmm. Have have you or no? Do you believe somebody could be born evil? Let's take serial killers. Now let's take Charles Manson because when he died, I I, I don't want to say I'm fascinated by serial killers because that sounds really like I have a problem. But I I want to know how they could commit these things. Something's off. I am not defending Charles Manson. Let me go on record to say that. This guy had one messed up life, but many people have messed up lives and don't kill people. Do you think an innocent, beautiful baby could be born with an evil soul, in your opinion? No. No? Okay. No. I do believe that they come forward for experiences, and those experiences shape them here. Okay. Um, like it's really, that's a really tough subject and you know, who really knows. Right. Um, so I don't like when you ask that question from the broader perspective, the answer came no. Okay. That's so I just answered it from a different place. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. Go ahead. Um, so me as an ego, a personality that walks the earth, you know, I, I'd be inclined to say that, you know, that, that would be an easy answer to say, of course they were born evil because how could anybody be this way? But um, I don't really know if that the, we're using the right language because I think there's so many factors that are involved in being in this, you know, what we would call the meat suit, right? Our human form. Mm, the meat suit. Um, you know, the meat suit, yeah. uh, you know, how we're raised. But as a mother, as a mother and raising my children and staying home for 14 years to raise my children, mm-hmm. you know, and seeing them all different kinds of kids in the school and on the playground and in the sandbox. There's so many different, you know, kids and how they are. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to like say definitively, no, they're not born evil, you know, but um, I, I don't know, you know, because 
there's so many different personality types that are on this planet. See, and that they start at a young age. You yeah, know? yeah, they do. I know they do. I see that. Like I said, my son's five. I see it. Uh, one kid last year in his, his preschool would just growl. I'm not. I'm not joking. Now, were their kids? Their four ki- four year olds growl. I played dogs when I was a kid, but I mean, Me just was never. <laughs> yeah, who didn't? Right? Just never. Like you say hi. There's just like a. And I thought, ooh, okay. Um, and DJ, my son is very sensitive. He only likes soft, nice, fluffy things. Like he wants no mm-hmm. part of that. And right now, even just at this, like you could tell I'm glad he's smart enough to know to walk away when he sees things. I watch him, Rob, and I watch him around things. And I thought, oh, I got to let him learn. I don't want to be a helicopter mom, but I am. I want to see how he's going to react. And I see him walk away. Thank God. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I mean, here's what I struggle with sometimes. So when I was reading Charles Manson's biography and his early life and like his mom sold him and she was a prostitute and all these, like, I think, good God. Yeah. So yeah, that shaped him. Some people may have that life and come out just fine. So let's say you're born and you're really off in your head and you maybe are insane. Let's say you're legally insane. Uh, mm-hmm. Dahmer you know, with animals Mm -hmm. when he was young, not normal. So if you're off and you need psychological help, are you responsible for your actions if you don't know what you're doing? I'm getting into a whole different thing, but... Yeah, because it's something that, like, as a psychic, I can't really answer. I can tell you, like, that, you know, I could reiterate again that, like, I work in the light, and so I believe that there's light in everybody. They Mm -hmm. don't necessarily show it. Okay. They don't necessarily, and that's where my fatal flaw comes in in relationships, you know, because I see the potential and the light in everyone. And then you stay too long? (laughs) Well, not anymore, but I did, yes. It is. It's like a curse, you know? I don't believe in curses, but you know, it's like, I feel like sometimes I'm like, wow, this is where I get into trouble because they're presenting themselves as one thing. And I see their light. I see their potential. And a lot of women are like that because we feel, Mm -hmm. you know, we're very connected Mm -hmm. and, you know, that way. But, uh, like, you know, but I have come to understand that like, you know, really we're all here for an experience. And so if that experience is to be a murderer, then it is. And, um, it sucks for all of us that we have to live with that. The ones of us that you know really want to like em- embrace the light. But I also feel like without them, there would be people. Okay, so like without them, um, people would the other people that are connected to it um, in, in by way of investigations or psychological psychologists and you know psych- you know people that like are trying to understand the brain, mm-hmm. the mind, those kind of things. They wouldn't what would they have to work with? You know? <laughs> so like, so part of it is like, maybe that's true. Maybe. And this is just what I'm telling myself maybe, but like, um, part of it is they serve a other group of people, you okay. know, for these, these experiences. And so, you know, I would never want to meet a serial killer and have that be my destiny. But if that's something that occurs that serves other people, Okay. It's like, it's yeah, like the you food know. chain. No, I understand what you're saying. Unfortunately, I do understand what I you're know, saying. I know, right? It's like, you're oh. right. What would you be analyzing if there were no uh, twisted people out there, I suppose? every Everything has a purpose. 
Well, and like that with just, you know, untimely deaths and tragedies and, you know, plane crashes and, you know, all sorts of things, you know. So uh, a woman I know is a writer, she's fabulous, um, was in a Amtrak explosion like years and years ago. And she still writes about it. And when she writes about it and I read it, I feel so much connection to her and like she, I knew her when our kids were small, but I'm Mm -hmm. still connected to her through Facebook, you know? And I just like think to myself, wow, I know nothing about anybody really because I never knew this about her. Like I never knew. Um, And so when she writes about it and how it impacts her as, you know, like what the trauma was. And it helps me understand that like some people have so much going on for them that I have no, no, any awareness about or understanding of. We don't know. I, I, I often say people that you vehemently disagree with on whatever, politics, whatever, if you sat down and really talked to somebody, you wind up probably liking them more than not because of the human same experiences that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I was 21. I was crossing the street I was hit head on by a car. Mm. I broke my leg uh, from the knee down. I had three operations within a year, rod screws, the whole nine yards. Um, My doctor said, when you're older in your 30s, I'm like, oh, I'll never get in my 30s. Yeah, okay. He said to me, (laughs) that came really (laughs) fast. He said, you know, you're going to have a lot of problems, a lot of arthritis, a lot of issues, you know, but when you're 21, Mm -hmm. you're like, where's the next party? So I took that in stride. Um... I have a lot of problems with my leg. Tore my meniscus last year just from walking, just because from all the wear and tear on it throughout the years, had that operation, got that fixed. Um, So how long ago? Maybe about 12 years ago, because that was when I was 21. 12 years ago, I was coming, maybe more like 15. I was coming back from a radio station party, nonetheless, in bad weather, and my girlfriend was driving. Now, we were driving south on I-55, this is the second car accident I was in. She, and I'm so lucky to be alive from the first one. She, mm-hmm. a limo was coming too close. It was a really bad storm. Too close to her. She went to move over. We flipped over the guardrail. <gasps> oh my Robin, gosh. as God is my witness, this, this traumatized me for life. It took me a day to process it. When I knew the car was going over, okay, like the first, the one I was walking when I got hit by the car the first time. I was, I, was a, I was a pedestrian, okay? I don't recall getting hit. I just woke up in the ambulance. I could have been a goner and I never would have known. So this mm-hmm. time around, I feel the car rolling over on the freaking Stevenson. And for oh those boy. who aren't listening from Chicago, it's just an expressway. And when they say time stops, it felt like two, three hours, which probably lasted maybe about 10 seconds, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything stopped. Wow. And in that moment, and this is as clear as day to me, in that moment, as the car felt like it was going over in slow motion, really slow motion, I thought I was a goner. I mean, who wouldn't think they were a goner? You, you have no, you, you surrender. I said yeah. to my, you have to, you have no choice. I said to myself, oh boy, this is my second car accident. This time I'm going to die. My family's never, this all went through my mind. Mm-hmm. My family's never going to know what I'm feeling at this moment. And then I said to myself, 
God, if you're going to take me, just take me now and please don't let me feel any pain. And then all of a sudden I wake up and I see snow all around me. I'm like, please don't let those be clouds. Please don't let those be clouds. Yeah, don't, no, no misty benches for me right now. No. And Yeah, right. And the, right. No golden arches unless it's McDonald's. And right. the, the snow that made us roll over also saved us. So we were upright uh. without, a, Robin, without a scratch. I looked <gasps> without, her car didn't have a scratch. Oh my God. And I looked at her and she looked at me. I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? And we sat there in silent. I'm like, where, what direction are we? And we drove home in silence. I went home that night. I go to my, I was telling my mom, I'm very calm. I go to work the next day. I'm at work doing traffic on another station. I burst out into tears. The reality hit me that I really, really, that was almost died. How alive my mind was at that moment. Mm. That car rolled over. Um, but what struck me the most was how I surrendered. Because I felt like I can't do anything about this right now. I'm stuck in a car rolling over during a storm on an expressway. And she had to be going about 60 miles an hour. Um how different I was after that and yeah. aware I was of God at that moment. Like yep. whether you believe or not, I think my, my, my thinking is even if you're an atheist, it's fine. You could do whatever you want. It's free country. I think when you're rolling over, you're calling out to somebody. That's just my gut instinct. Please somebody yep. save me. I don't know who you are, what you are, but please save me. I have a very strong faith and yeah, that's something that, um, so, okay, really quickly, I was in Galena with my sisters. We, I love antiques, no surprise, right? And mm-hmm. we're, we're shopping, and some lady came into one of the stores and says, oh, this poor girl was crossing the street and, and just got hit by a car. And I, I've never done this. I burst out into tears. And my sister's like, oh, my God. And I just, I must have gone back to when I was walking. Yeah. But I don't remember it. Yeah. And I was like that poor girl. I just, I could, I could like almost cry about it. Now I just, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I just Nothing. felt so bad for her. Yeah, because it's, I'm a freak. it's, okay, it's like good. you couldn't I'm good. cry for you, you know? Like, so part of it is like, I think the trauma stays in ourselves, but yeah. also that you had that surrendering feeling. And I want to like, kind of touch on that because it's like such a blessing that you said that it's like so many of us live our lives in such resistance, me included, you know, and what would happen if we just surrendered to how life flows and was present to each experience as a gift? And what would, what would that be like for us? You know, like how could we live with more ease and joy um, even with the traumatic experiences that occur but that you mentioned that being so alive in that surrendering, being so alive in this, this could be the last moment. So yes. what do I want to do with my life, right? Like, it's kind of like, boom, How, you know, can my life have purpose now? Can I live more vibrantly? Can I serve other people even when we're doing our mundane jobs? Like, you know, how can we serve ourselves in a way that's kinder to ourselves? Because that's a huge thing that a lot of us do. We like give, give, give to others, but we are so hard on ourselves. Oh, totally. And that's, And that's what I see in a lot of people when they come to read. It's just like, you know, I I did it wrong. I need to improve. I have to get better. You know, it's like, oh, stop the madness. You know, just, 
you know, try to just accept life for who you are and love yourself more because then you're more to, you'll have more to give. You'll have more to be for other people. You know, you can't discount that. And so like, I am so grateful that you had said that because I'm going to keep that in mind about like, how do we keep surrendering to what our highest good is? What is, what is, you know, you, you know, what is God's will, if you wish, or the divine or our broader selves, or what's the universe bringing us towards like the rich experience of life, you know, like everything is rich, even getting hit by a car, yeah. you know, even though that sucks because physically and emotionally and mentally, all of that is challenging and hard, but it also is like, it has guided you to something else. You know, well, well, yeah. And, and, and the first time I, when I got hit, when I was the uh, pedestrian, th- th- you know, there was a lot of pain there. I mean, cause yeah. it, it broke pretty badly, but I just remember thinking, and my mom always says, what goes around, comes around, what goes around, comes around. Cause we uh, had tried to, we've never sued anybody, but my parents were knee deep in medical mm-hmm. bills. I mm. um, didn't have, you know, the insurance. I was in school. I was babysitting to get through school. So I didn't have it. So by the grace of God, their uninsured motorist mm-hmm. was able to pay for this. It happened to be mm-hmm. an off-duty cop um, that hit me, and they tried to go after him just to have my bills paid, and that didn't work out well. He, he didn't pay for anything. He didn't even get a ticket. And I remember somebody asking me, like, how are you dealing with that? I said, life has a way of he's going to get his, and mm-hmm. I can't do it. It's not, you know, I just have to move on. I can't, I don't even know yeah. this guy. I, what am I going to do? It's not, it's not my deal. I mean, we only had, we tried to get the money to pay for all of the damage. Right. That my parents, you know, <laughs> they're not rich, didn't have, that didn't work out. But point being, I just had to like, let that one go. But the second rollover, I was like, oh, okay, God, what do you, what's going on here? Now you're not right, really right. freaking me out. So every time my husband goes to work or anybody, text me when you get there, text me when you get there. And mm-hmm, I thought mm-hmm. about it and I thought, why am I such a weirdo? The man knows how to drive probably because in the back of my mind, text me when you get there. <laughs> yeah. Let me yeah. know you're safe. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's loving kindness to, to your husband, you know, he might, he might be annoyed, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. But if, you know, but I'm sure he, un, you know, understands that like what you went through is is driving that like that you want to make sure that he's okay and going back to like why people come to psychics they want to make sure that everything's going to be okay and and I am here to tell you it, it is even even if we don't think so you know um because I think that that we're doing something that we maybe not even understand fully when things happen to us like we just we, we've come for a broader experience we've come for that you know we and so, you know, it doesn't end here, in my opinion. Like, yes, you should live your life fully, but it doesn't end here, you know? Right. And it may not even be this is the only game in town, you know? Like some people have said, like, uh, you know, you're living simultaneous lives. I, I don't know. Like, you know? Yeah, we don't know. You know? I, I don't know. Um, I know that this is where my intention, my attention is, you know, where my consciousness is. Or do I? I don't know. Like, you know, I always like try to figure this out, but my, I don't think my brain or anybody's brains really can figure it out. But like um, quantum physics tells us some really interesting things about energy and about consciousness and about healing mm-hmm. and about growing. And and so I like love studying that stuff, you know, because, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, like if I can energetically vibrate in alignment with 
some of my desires, then you know, life could be even more fun than it is now. So, so. You, yeah, you were telling me, um, well, I was asking you a couple of personal questions that I won't get into on this, but I had, uh, what, what I appreciate about you is I asked you one question and you kind of gave an answer to me. It was about a house that I maybe oh. already mm-hmm. was hoping and kind of figured it would go that way. But then I asked you about a certain uh, career thing and your answer was no. And, and I thought, Excuse me? That's wonderful. You just gave me an you just gave me an honest answer of what you were feeling. So if anybody is going to call Robin or get a reading with her, I would rather have an honest I'm feeling no than you fluffing things up. I don't think people well Oh, it doesn't serve people. Don't want to hear that. Yeah, I mean, don't pay the money, don't spend the time if you really don't want to hear what you have to say. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, like, here's the thing. That's a no for now. Right. But that's not, that doesn't mean, uh, so like the next question would be, so what would it take for right. me to have that? Like, that would be the next question you want to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, what, you know, what do I need to be, do, or have, or what am I not seeing? Or is it just a patience thing? Like, so like you can, you can extract a lot of information from the Akashic records from through me or somebody who, mm-hmm. who's like me by asking the right questions and yes or no questions aren't really the best questions. Okay. Um, like the best questions are like, you know, tell me about, you know, <laughs> can you give me more information about? Sure. And, um, because that, if you think about that, that's an expanded energy that, right. that helps me to look at a vast amount of energy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like pick something, you know, not from this, like, you know, it, it just helps mm-hmm. to go, all right, you're wanting this. So let's get the guidance from that. So like, I'm not telling you anything that you, you know, this is what I'm looking at. You know, this is, this is what I'm looking at, what you've created right now, the experiences that you want right now, the mm-hmm. highest probability of what you, mm-hmm. what's going to happen now. Um, and, and then like, I want to address this really quickly too, is um, sometimes we have to go through things that we don't need, to, that we shouldn't know about because we would try to avoid them. Like right. Like the car crash. Right, okay. right, 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 right. Um, and so if I don't see it, doesn't mean that it doesn't, it won't happen. Like sometimes I won't get something. I'll be like, I, I'm not getting this. And it could mean if the next question is a, isn't, what is cloaked or hidden from me? Or is this something that I should know? Like, is this something that's, that you know, I don't need to know right now. And like, then we can get an answer there too, you know? Um, so like I've experienced that cause I've been doing this for such a long time that mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of different things and, and people, cause people will make the joke about, well, you should know everything. And I'm like, well, let's think about that for a minute. If I knew everything, right. don't you think I'd be in a straight jacket drooling somewhere? Right, because right. that would be a little bit too much information. <laughs> drooling somewhere. I, just I would. Had a vision I mean, of I would you. be like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. No, that I don't see. That's the other thing. I don't think God, in my opinion, would give anybody. I do believe obviously people like you have a gift. Many people have a gift, not all that claim it, but many do, you being one of them. I don't think God would, um, there's no point really then in living and learning, even though I admit, mm-hmm. I just put on my Facebook page, sometimes I'm like, God, can you send me a text? I mean, really, I got 20 minutes to make this decision. Really need yeah. a little bit of help. Yeah, I need a little more clarity quick. A little more clarity. <laughs> yeah, that car- beautiful cardinal's wonderful, but w- w- where am I going with that when I saw that cardinal, which I told you about? Yeah. but. So, okay, 
you have a business. I want you to use this platform right now to tell people about your website, what you do, and all that stuff, and get all your information out there for the people that are listening. Oh, I would okay. love to. Thank you so sure. much. Um, my website is yourpsychicgirlfriend.com, and you can get email readings. You can order phone readings, and if you're in the Chicago area, I can come and see you, do part parties. Um, I live in a very small studio space with a cat, so, I mean, if you don't mind that, you can come, <laughs> you know, and have sure. a personal reading with me, but the best way to get a hold of me is through that website, and I take PayPal and Venmo, and I try to keep my fees to affordable prices um, so there's there's are options for everybody and if you're in the Chicago area uh, this coming Thursday at the J9 wine bar on Halstead I'm going to be giving readings very inexpensive ones you know oh, nice. quick mini readings for $15 at the J9 wine bar who is lovely place wonderful people um, they're having me there again and you know come and find out what love has in store or Come with your partner and uh, you can get a couple's reading. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, when you do parties and you say Chicago area, do you mean like the suburbs too? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Half car will travel. I have been trying to have a party with my sister. Half car will travel. Yes. For the longest time. I'll talk to you about that off the air, but um, definitely want to have a party with you because we've been waiting for somebody. Uh, I didn't want to just be calling out to people I didn't know and, you know. Yeah, I have to get to know you first to know that you're you're a nice person. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm happy to do it. And and um, you know, I don't do astrology, but I also know really great people. So you know, like you know, if you're interested in other things, I I have people that I just totally respect and um, trust. So I'm always happy to refer them to people who are interested in other services that I may not provide. You know what, Robin? On that note, before we wrap up astrology, because I am interested in astrology, I. I like I said, I read my horoscope. I wonder, eh, you know, how can you tell by planets? But I swear, a lot of people can feel a good moon, uh, a good moon, a new moon. I'm sorry, a full moon. A lot of people could feel, oh yeah, uh, retrograde and all this stuff. And so you don't do astrology, but do you? I don't. Do I you don't. believe? And do you think there's something to it? Yeah, you know, yes. I think like if you use it as a part of um, understanding your nature. And use it as a part of understanding like certain timing, you know, periods of time where you might be more effective and um, in making decisions or, you know, creating business mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's another useful tool, okay. you know. Okay. Um, but like with anything, you know, I just want to impress upon people, like use your own judgment. You know, like don't just trust me or anybody. Just, you know, hear, get the information and like filter it through your own self. And if it feels right, if it connects with you, if it gives you the chills, if it resonates with you and makes you feel good, that's all that matters. You know, that's, you know, like I really want, I really try to tr- get people to trust themselves more than anything. Um, and I, I love doing what I do. Uh, I, I believe that I'm accurate. I believe that I'm helpful. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, people have to be empowered to make their own decisions about what's good for them. And that's what I totally support. That is that is very true. You really only have yourself at the end of the day. So one quick question before we go, and I promise I'm done after this. When somebody's so busy, and I think the only downtime I have if my son's not in preschool is when I'm driving to work at four in the morning. Seriously, mm-hmm. that's my mm-hmm. time to zone out. And sometimes I've driven five miles and don't know how I got there, which is probably <laughs> yeah. not good. Um, 
when you really, and this is most people, don't have that time to sit quietly for five minutes, how do you suggest people kind of, I don't know, chill out and, and find a little quiet time to just kind of say, okay, I can, I can do this today. Um, you know, whatever I need to I think, do, blah, blah, blah. Is there like a shortcut way to set yourself? Well, I, th- <laughs> I think you can always find time, five minutes. But I, okay. I do think that like you can interact with the universe, God, whatever it is that you believe it is, because I think it's an interactive universe. So even saying, you know, um, can I, you know, please help me to carve out five minutes so I can just mm-hmm. downtime. And and you will receive that. Okay. Or I just need some clarity or I, I need a sign. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, please help me. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm surrendering. You know, I'm opening, I'm handing it over. I do that a lot. If I'm stressing about something, I'm just, I'm handing it over to you. And often I take that time at the end of the day, like right before I go to bed, and I set my energy point to gratitude and appreciation. And if I'm struggling with something, I just literally, in my mind's eye, just hand it over to the higher power. And I said, whatever is in the highest good. Yeah. And then I go to sleep. Okay. And then, and you know, and then I don't stress about it. And the next day or whatever, it like literally comes to me or I'll hear a song, you know, yeah. on the radio or mm-hmm. somebody will suggest a book and I'll be like, oh my God, you know, like this is like so incredible and like it is an incredible universe it's incredible life you know and it can and it can be supported by the unseen all the time oh you yeah know, you, for sure and you're not you're you're always connected to your akashic records so it's like all right you know my intention today is to have a great day whatever that might look like mm-hmm. and and you go <laughs> you oh, go. And there you go and off you go yeah i <laughs> and mean off you go. and off you go well robin you have been a delight as usual thank you, Jill. the few times i spoke with you and and thank you for coming on this show and i really really just try to do this not only because i'm an avid uh curiosity seeker and have become much more as i got older i've always loved this stuff but at this point in my life i just feel like i need to do this for me and mm-hmm. hopefully it helps people that maybe have experienced things and you know, are afraid to talk about it. Because I think, fortunately, we're living in a time where a lot of this is more mainstream than maybe it was 30 years ago when people thought you were, maybe thought it was taboo or crazy. So, mm-hmm. you know, take yeah. what you can from it and, you know, learn. And I thank you once again for listening to On a Quest Paranormal. If there's anything you guys want to talk about, please just reach out to me and... It, it's not just psychics, ghosts, uh, ETs. It's really all things. I started watching Finding Bigfoot. I'm fascinated by this. There's got to be a Bigfoot out there. There's all these sightings. There's all these videos. Anything like that uh, that is really taboo. I think there's so much in the world we don't know about, and that's what this show is about. So keep an open mind. Thank you for listening to Anna Quest, and have a fabulous day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>